Welcome to today's episode of Love Revival. We love revival, we love moves of God, but we also believe that there is a love revival. There is something that God wants to do in this earth arena. He wants to pour out of His love on us until the point that we know that we are so loved and that love becomes something that manifests through us. I think the Father is looking for fruit and he's looking for the fruit of love, John chapter 15. He's looking for his own nature coming out of his own children. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about this subject of the Father's love, of stepping into the sonship experience. And we have again with us a very special guest all the way from UK. It's no other than Ian Andrews. Good to see you again. Good to have you here. Ian, I've just given an introduction a little bit about what we're going to talk about. Take us, take us back to um, uh, where, where you come from and how you stepped into the, in the revelation of God the Father and God loving you. And let's, let's um, have a conversation about this. I came into it very slowly. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that Jesus loved me. Mm -hmm. I knew the Holy Spirit filled me. I could speak in tongues, prophesy, flow in the gifts. But, but the Father was like the black hole to me because I hardly saw my Father. I was, I was born just about the time of the Second World War mm -hmm. and um, I didn't see my Father for the first probably five years of my life. And I didn't see very much of him after that because he was a shift worker. He would work from six in the morning till two in the afternoon or from two to, uh, uh, until 10 at night. So I didn't see very much of him and he was extremely poor. Mm -hmm. And so he would always promise me things like a scooter, a, a bicycle, a football, but they had a habit of not appearing mm. and um, it says hope deferred makes your heart sick yeah. and so when I came to the Lord I had an experience of meeting Jesus and I would pray to Jesus and I felt really uncomfortable in the Bible because it said in that day you'll ask me nothing but you'll ask the Father in my name and he will give it you and I tried that but I had absolute zero answers to prayer because um, my concept of father has to come through my own father. And he promised me things that I never got. He couldn't afford to do it. Um, and he couldn't show emotional love either. Mm. Uh, he was actually broken through some of the things that he saw during the war. And um, when it came to knowing Father God, it was, it was pretty desperate. Um, and then slowly God began to show me that I could trust him. And, um, uh, and about that time, Toronto happened. And uh, I went off to Toronto first to visit. And I was invited back three years later to actually teach healing from the fact that Father loves us. Mm. And so I think the first experience I had of God's love was um, 
uh, I experienced and felt this emotional warmth and care in Toronto just after the revival started. Um, this produced a lot of conflict in me because I now knew God loved me and a lot of other issues began to surface which I thought had been dealt with years ago and really it was not a problem. But um, it was a difficult time but I knew that Father loved me and um, after that I came in connection with various people in the healing ministry, Bill Johnson for one, and um, it was like they were preaching that healing is part of God's love. In the past it was like I was called by God to preach on healing, so I preached on healing. Mm -hmm. And I always preached on the tragedy and the triumph that came from the cross. But it was clinical. Um, if I prayed for a kidney problem, I didn't see the person who had the problem. Mm -hmm. It was just the kidney problem. Mm -hmm. And as I began to experience Father's love, I began to realize it's a person who's got a kidney problem. And then I began to feel the compassion of God flow. Mm. And quite often it says when Jesus healed, he was moved with compassion. Yeah. And, and to me, it, it's like, if you want to see the bigger miracles, then you have to empathize with the person and you have to feel that compassion. You have to feel the love of God for that person. And if you do, then 90% of the time plus, mm -hmm. those people will be healed. Yeah. And so, um, but I always felt there was this great separation. And I started to read in the Bible that Jesus of his own self could do nothing in John 5. And that as he saw the Father do, he could do everything. And I thought, well, that means that he limited himself to hearing God's voice and actually doing what the Father wanted. But in a different passage, it says, it's not me that does the works, it's the Father in me. Yeah. And it was those two words, in me, that really grasped my attention. Yeah. And uh, I went on a cruise one day, and on the Sunday morning, it was going to be a communion service. And the man that was speaking was saying, he couldn't prove it, but he believed in heaven there was probably a communion service amongst the Trinity. And yes, we want to create man and we want to be able to love on man, but we already know it's going to go wrong, so how can we sort it out? And it was like, well, Jesus said, well, I can have my body broken for them and then it's all solved. And what the man did next, he got up and he said, now I've got three chairs here. One is for the Father, one is for the Son, one is for the Holy Spirit. If you want to come and take communion, sit in whatever chair you want to and allow that part of the Trinity to speak to you. And I just knew I was going to sit in Father's chair. Mm -hmm. But 
I made sure I was the last one up so that I would sit anywhere. I wasn't going to rush in and actually take Father's chair. But I sat in Father's chair and I had joy when I was baptized in the Spirit, but the joy that I experienced there was way beyond anything. It, I felt like my jaw couldn't spread enough to smile. I've, I was ecstatically filled with joy. And, and a few minutes later, this cloud came down, which was pure white, and eventually it went into me. And I just knew that, okay, now the Father is in me. And I couldn't wait to pray for the sick afterwards. And um, in the next meeting, I had to lay hands on people myself. And I don't generally do that. I, I tend to encourage everybody else to do it. And uh, I just said the word Father. And I was going to say, Father, heal them. Mm -hmm. And the power of God came so strongly on them that they were just healed. So. Mm. Um, it was a great blessing to come into the fact that, that Father is love. Mm -hmm. And he, he took me to the prodigal son, actually. Mm -hmm. And all the prodigal son did was decide to turn round. Mm -hmm. There was no real probation period. Um, out comes the father from the house, running down the hillside, carrying three things. The best robe, which apparently equates to the robe of righteousness that he gives us. Mm -hmm. Sandals that indicates I'm not a servant, I'm a son. Mm -hmm. But the significant thing to me was suddenly he gave him a signet ring. Having squandered half of the father's wealth, the father gives him a signet ring so that he can make contracts on behalf of the father. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Christians realize when they first get saved that they have that signet ring on that enables them to pray in the name of Jesus for people to be healed mm. and expect God to actually do it. Yeah. But if they know that's what the signet ring is for mm. and that they have one at salvation, mm. it should increase their faith and their consciousness of God around them to help them pray for the sick. Mm. And that changed my life. Yeah. So I hear that you had you had a bad experience with your with your earthly father. He couldn't, you know, really. There yeah. was a brokenness in your relationship. And I think most people do. They either have a father that's very corporately busy, traveling all over the world, um, broken relationships in families. I don't think I was particularly abnormal. No. What I'm thinking about is that sometimes, sometimes I believe people think that, okay, the revelation of father is for the people who didn't have a father as I had a father. And, uh, but that's not true. The, no. The, the, the revelation of father, there's, if you only relate to Jesus and the Spirit of God, there's still something missing. You're missing out yes. on, on the Godhead, you're missing out on something. If the Spirit gives you something and administers something to you, has an assignment towards you, and the Son has an assignment and, and something that He's doing for you, He is now the way to the Father now. 
Yes. Yes. John yeah. 14 and 6. Mm -hmm. And there's something I, I usually I usually talk a lot about about this that the Spirit of God leads us to Jesus, and now Jesus makes the way and leads us to, home to the Father. And and the the circle is not complete until you come to the Father. There's something that the Father does for you that the Son is not doing, that the Spirit of, is not doing. Yeah, I don't know if you agree with that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I do. I haven't heard it put quite like that. Mm -hmm. um, I have heard it put like this. Um, when Jesus called the disciples, he didn't commit himself to them because he knew what was in them. Mm -hmm. Then they became friends. And um, you will do more for a friend than you will just an outsider. Mm -hmm. and then they became sons and when you're a son you will do more for your son than you would for a friend mm -hmm. or an outsider and I think as we come to an awareness of sonship mm -hmm. that I was a sinner saved by grace mm. that's what I was but now God is my father is, is my daddy mm -hmm is the one that really wants intimate contact with me mm. and um, he's not afraid to give it to me no. and he will do more for a son than he, he might do for a friend or he might do for an acquaintance mm. um, that's the way I've always expressed it but I think you're right as well that, mm -hmm. that um, it's not what you know it's who you know and I remember a man called Morris Sorello saying, it's not what you say, it's where in the Holy Spirit you are when you say it that makes the difference. Yeah. And it was just like a word of wisdom to me. I thought, well, there are depths in the Spirit, there are depths in the relationship with God, and the deeper we can go, the more effective God can be through our lives. Mm. And there is... Um I'm also thinking about that you, when, you, when you relate only to Jesus, you, you, you live out of, out of being a servant or a friend of Jesus. Yes. And, uh, but it's only when you come to the knowledge of the Father that you, and start to pray and relate to the Father that you all of a sudden your identity shifts and you are stepping into being a son and a daughter of God. Yes, and so and I and I think this is you know this is some it's a big subject in the scriptures, but I think sometimes we we tend not to relate to Jesus as an elder brother, the firstborn, our Savior, of course, yeah. the Son of God, God, God the Son, but we have to understand that we have been elevated in the beloved to a such a degree degree that we are now. Co we are inheritors with Christ. We are inheriting our Father with Christ, who is the firstborn, and now we are the many brethren, daughters, yes. or, or yeah. sisters. Yeah. 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 yeah, And it's such a great revelation. We, you know, sometimes I don't think we really grasp the, the, the magnitude of how highly favored we've become in Christ Jesus. Uh, 
And that was a journey for me as well. That was a journey mm -hmm. for me. I didn't, I didn't ask, you know, as a Pentecostal, we're in the Pentecostal church right now, I was crying out for the power of God. But I had all these issues. If you ask me, if, you ask me if I had issues back in those yeah. days, I would say, no, I'm fine. Yes. I just came out of Bible college, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm good. And I'm, you know, God is doing things through me. It was a lot about what God was doing through me. My identity was a lot about, yeah. you know, my God, people are getting healed, people are getting saved. Uh, it's all good. But I was crying out for more of the power of God. I read books like John G. Lake, about John G. Lake, Rodney Howard Brown, who's yeah. still alive, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I was hungry for the power of God, but I, it was the wrong motive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was motive of getting notified of, you know, there was something lacking in me. Uh, and God did not answer that prayer at first. He, right. he answered with what I needed. Yeah. And that was yeah. a three-day encounter with the Father's love. And out of that experience, so much of inner healing, so much of insecurities was, was drained up or, or flushed out. Yes, so yes. Yeah. Anxieties that I didn't know I had. And uh, a journey of restoration. It, it began there, a yes. journey of restoration. Yeah. And I, I can tell you today, I'm still living in that, in, in an ongoing revelation of who the Father is mm -hmm. and who I am as a son. And still there is things, even right now as we're speaking, things that God is showing me that I need to, you know, get healed of, mm. so mm -hmm. to speak. Sometimes we, 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 never, get, we never get done. No. There's, there's like, this is ongoing thing that happens. But what I want to come back to is that out of this relationship, as you have already testified, out of this position and revelation and relationship with the Father, it comes an effortless ministering out of love towards the surrounding. Right. I mean, it's astounding to me that Jesus was anointed with joy above his fellows. Mm. And yet, for 300 years, God had been virtually silent. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus comes on the scene, and he's full of joy, surrounded by all this sickness that he's praying for, and all this need and disease and everything else. And he had an effortlessness about it. And the reason was that he said in, in John 5, uh, I can't do anything of myself. Mm. And I think we have to learn that first, mm -hmm. that um, every time I'd seen enough healing that I'd get confident, then God would give me an absolute barren patch when mm -hmm. I'm confident I can do this now. Um, and I wouldn't get the people healed. When I got back into that place of weakness that I need to hear from God, I'm dependent on God, um, it all broke loose again. Mm. And um, uh, Jesus had this joy because he was in this communion with the Father. He said, I don't do it unless my Father shows me, and I don't really do it. It's the Father in me who does the works. And so, um, I knew there was a massive truth wrapped up in this whole question of 
the Father himself. Mm. And uh, if Christians globally could grasp this, it might bring back the Lord a lot quicker because um, a lot of Christians, all Christians in all denominations, have the ability to do what I'm doing. Mm. And if they ever started to do it, it would change society again. Yeah. Um, and I firmly believe it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. yeah. God doesn't have special people that he oh. only anoints. He, the purpose of the fivefold ministries are mm -hmm. to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Yeah. And I concentrate on that. Yeah. While I'm, while I'm hearing you talking about, you know, how, how ministering out of this, you know, relationship with the Father, I, it's, it's like I'm seeing somebody watching us right now. Someone who's getting touched and I can feel, I can feel the presence of God. I can feel mm -hmm. the, the healing virtue because it's, emo, it's an emotional healing. There's someone crying out for that wholeness to come in the relationship with the Father. So can we just pray for you right now? Father, I'm asking you to just continue that work that you're doing for somebody right now. I see you, you're a lady, you're crying, and God is touching you and he's, he's ministering to you. He's right there. The Father's love is right there. And there is an, an emotional healing taking place in you as we speak. There is things in your past, there is things that has been done to you not everything you have, you're knowledgeable about right now, but the Spirit of God is taking you back and He's healing, He's bringing closure to things that you have gone through right now. And it's the Father's love. I feel it so greatly, it's so wonderful right now. So receive His touch and we bless Father what you're doing right now for the viewers, all over Scandinavia, Father. Are you receiving anything as we're praying? As you were praying, I just had a picture of somebody's brain, somebody's head, and it was like the presence of God and the love of God was just coming down across your head and um, brain waves were being corrected. Mm. I think the pathways in the brain had somehow got clogged up or something. And I could see God was actually sending small electrical charges into various parts of your brain. And it was at the same time that the love of God was being ministered to you, that was happening to you. And so, if that's true, just, just receive it and relax. And afterwards, you can just praise the Lord for healing you. Thank you, Father. Wonderful Jesus. It is so beautiful right now. I, mm. I, I'm so, I feel the tangible touch of the very virtue of Jesus Christ right now. And it's so tangible and it's so transferable so as me and Ian is sitting here right now, it's, it's going down through, it's going through mm. these cameras mm -hmm. and filling your homes today. 
receive a touch of Jesus. Receive the Father's love. Receive healing as you're, you're seated there in the sofa where you're standing, watching on a computer, wherever you are right now. Just receive. Don't pray. Be in a place of relaxation and just receive His touch right now. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, that when God, when God comes yeah. like this, it's, it's not so much about what you say. It's not so much what you say. No. He's manifesting. He's, he's giving gifts yeah. away. And right now, people can get healed of anything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the word I had, actually. That it's like, it's like Bethesda. Yeah. There's been stirred, stirred, the water is stirred, and whosoever can get it whatsoever. My God, I, I don't want to stop recording this, but we've got to do this. So receive, receive this beautiful touch of God right now, and don't miss the next episode. We're going to have Ian with us again one more time, so don't miss out. And let us know what's happening as you've been watching this episode. You can contact us on loverevival.com. God bless you and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name.